Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 7LAMB Podcasts. That's the number 7, L-A-M-B Podcasts. We try to keep everybody updated and informed on new projects along with new episodes coming out, and we promote all of our stuff on there. So if you want to follow us, once again, that's at 7LAMB Podcast, the number 7, L-A-M-B Podcasts. Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 3 The Gold Hawk Pot 9 The Contact For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I awoke to the smell of hot coffee and manure. I was on a couch, nice and warm, under a finely knit quilt. I looked around to find myself in a large house with a mug of coffee on the table beside me. I heard some chatter in a far room, sat up and looked at my arm. It was wrapped. My head was pounding. I ran my fingers through my hair, not in a sexy shirtless model way, but more in a where's is not on my head way. I finally felt it. A large bump. Ugh. Oh my god, and all things holy and even unholy, Jimmy Jong, you're awake. Paul, what? Where am I? In my house. You collapsed in my yard. The police are outside investigating the burning wreckage. I guess I should be out there too, since I'm a cop and all, but it's cold and there's hot cocoa in here. Although, in your mug, I put coffee because I don't want you drinking all my hot cocoa, Jimmy Jong. You live here? Well, I live here and sometimes at your place. I guess I should pick one to stay at, but I can't decide because I'm in love with both of you. What? What? Nothing. I stood up slowly. Easy there. You need to rest. I have to find Lauren. Who? She-devil. Oh. You can go talk to your devil once you take some more medicine. Now, sit down. I sat back on the sofa. Bethany handed me a spoonful of something. This is medicine? It's my own concoction. <laughs> She said the word cock inside of another word. <laughs> Honey, that's how you pronounce a word. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Paul, dear, make sure he stays in rest. I need to go. My family's waiting for me. Uh, when are you going to be back? When the time is right. I have to sort out this family business. They need me. But Christmas is soon, and I don't want you forgetting about my presents. Did you get my wish list? Yes. You threw it in my face when I was horseback riding the other day. Well, I just wanted to make sure you saw it. 
I fell off my horse. I just wanted to make you fully aware of how much a life-size standee of Bram Stoker would mean to me. What is with you and large cutouts of famous dead people? Well, I'll just move them around and pretend they're alive again. I must go. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye, Jim. I saw her eyes begin to water as she quickly turned, grabbed a suitcase in the hall, and rushed out the door. What happened to her? Oh, usual stuff. Bethany's Amish family is being harassed by a wealthy landowner to sell their land because he wants to build a section of highway and a large shopping plaza in its stead. And they decided to keep their land and the government refuses to step in, but somehow many resources have been cut off, completely shutting down the small town they live in. And now there have been threats to murder the whole village and all the Amish people are thinking of packing up and moving away because they have no way of defending themselves. You know, usual family drama. None of that sounds like usual family drama. Yeah, it's a real North Dakota pipeline situation, minus the Native Americans' disregard for environmental impact and excessive corporate greed. Seems like there's some corporate greed. Yeah, it's just not excessive. Also, one Amish kid in the town witnessed a murder, and apparently he was going to buy a couple of crooked cops. Wow, that's a lot to take in. What are you going to do? Uh, what do you mean, Jimmy Jung? I'm going to wait here until Christmas. But it seems like Bethany needs help. What am I going to do? I live in Kenneth Heights, not Pennsylvania. It's out of my jurisdiction. Yesterday, I found out what the word jurisdiction is, so the way I'm using it makes sense. It does, but you should help. Do you care about Bethany? Yeah. Do you love her? Yeah. Do you want a future with her? Yeah. Do you want her family to be safe? Yeah. Do you think that what's happening to her family is wrong? Yeah. Do you hate corporate greed? No. What? I'm sorry, I meant yeah, but I, I, thought, I thought I answered yeah too many times in a row, and you were going to try to get me with a trick question. I wasn't. Will you help me? I can't. I have to find Lauren, although... <sighs> I think I'm done with this case. I'm way in over my head. Yeah, like like me when I procrastinate on picking up horse shit. I don't think I can help Lauren. I, I almost lost my life, and for what? This is the CIA's mess, not mine. But don't you care about Lauren? Yeah. Well, don't you love her? Yeah. Don't you want to help her? Yeah. Don't you want her family to be safe? I mean, yeah, but her family isn't really involved. Don't you hate corporate greed? Yeah, but what does that have to do Don't you like animals? What? Don't you think the sky is blue? What are you doing, Paul? Don't you want to save a bunch of money by switching to Geico? Paul! Sorry, I was trying to ask questions like you, but I ran out of good ones. Ugh, I'm gonna go. But, but Bethany says you need to rest. I can't. I was almost killed. Her contact in the CIA set me up. I have to find her, now. It was 9.30 in the morning and I was rushing upstairs. I had Lauren's number in my office. Mr. J, where the hell you been? Sorry, Edith, been busy with this case. What happened to your arm? I cut it shaving. I know you're just making a joke and in fact you were doing something extremely badass. But that's okay if you don't want to tell me what really happened, Mr. J. I understand. Did Lauren call? No, but some guy named Simon did. What did Simon say? Simon says... He's looking for you. 
Simon says he needs to find you. He says it's urgent. It's urgent? <laughs> gotcha, Mr. J. Simon didn't fucking say that. But he did say the first two things. Did he leave a number? He left seven of them. A phone number? I didn't put a dash in the middle, but I'd assume so. I grabbed the poster from Edith and went to my office. Hey, Mr. Locke, I finished scrubbing your floors. Why? Edith said you like clean floors. I mean, I do, but you didn't have to do that. I just want to be a good PI, like you. I found Edith's lunch yesterday, so I think I'm ready for another case now. One second. I called Lauren's number, but didn't get anything. Then I called Simon, but again, no answer. Shit. Okay, Joey, I have a job for you. Really? That's great. I can do it. Lay it on me, big man. Can you not say things like that? Sorry, Mr. Locke. It's okay, Joey. Joey Evernuckle. <laughs> yes, I know who you are. Just listen carefully. I'm going to write down an address. When? Right now. Why? I'm getting to that. Sorry, Mr. Locke. Being inquisitive is just part of my personality. It's why I think I'd make a great P.I. Well, that and I'm really good at sneak attacks. I have a left hook like Steven Seagal and a right hook like, well, like Steven Seagal. I fight like Steven Seagal. Great. They used to call me Glimmer Man in high school. Okay. But in middle school, they just called me Gay Boy. What? And in elementary school, I was known as Poopy Pants. Joey. Joey Evernuckle. Focus. Let me tell you what I need you to do. You got it, dude. I'm going to write an address down. Right now? Yes, right now. I want you to go to this address. It's a sleazy motel. How sleazy? Sleazy. On a scale from heroin-induced coma to herpied mouth blowjobs, where does it fall? What the hell kind of scale is that? A nauseatingly informative one. I just need you to go to this motel and this room and see if there's a man there named Simon. Or Byman. Either one. I don't give a fuck at this point. Do I need to use lethal force? No. Tell him I sent you. And what's my cover name? Joey. Joey Evernuckle. But that's my real name. I know. You don't need a cover. But then he'll know my real identity. Joey, I don't want to punch you in the face, but it's really getting hard to hold back. I understand that, Mr. Locke, but I want to warn you that I worked out this morning, and I know several variations of ancient Japanese fighting styles, including- Joey, just do this. Please. It's urgent. No, it's not. Simon didn't say. Ignore her. It is. You got it. I can do it. Joey ran out of the room. While he went to the motel, I would make a quick trip to the hotel Lauren was staying at. Hopefully she'd be there. Otherwise, I'd have to wait for her to call. Unless she was with the Wonder Twins. In that case, Joey could bring them all here. Mr. Locke! Mr. J! Mr. Locke! What is it? I walked out to see Simon standing by Edith's desk. Boy, I'm a good private investigator. First, Edith's sandwich. Now this guy? What's next? Take a break, Joey. You got it. Honey puss, I'm going to make a run to the corner store to buy a couple protein bars and an apple. You want anything? Don't call me that. I have nails and a hammer with your tongue written all over them. Don't even joke about that. You know how much pointed objects on my soft tongue scare me. Good. Okay, I'll be back. Miss me. I won't. Simon, what are you doing here? I tried calling. Uh, Byman, he's, uh, <clears throat> he's dead. Byman? What? The hell happened? Where's Lauren? I thought she was with you. No, she left to help you two. Help us? We were set up. Her goddamn contact did this. Set me up, too. We need to find Lauren. She could be in trouble or something. Her contact will pay for my brother's funeral because I don't have enough money for that shit. 
I was just about to go to the Benoit Hotel. If you need a place to stay, you can stay with me. Hell, a room just opened up, actually. No, that's where Lauren is supposedly staying with Donald. Oh, right. Let's go. There was no snowfall today. The sun was bright in the sky, melting the ice on the road. I really hoped Lauren was okay. See? Lauren. Lauren. Now I had it. No more she-devil for me. Her name was Lauren. This is the Benoit. Park the next street over, just in case. Just in case parking suddenly becomes illegal on this street today. Just in case something has happened to her and we need to be careful and stay hidden. Oh, right. Simon parked. We rushed over to the Benoit and headed in. I distracted the desk clerk with some casual flirting. He seemed to really like it. While Simon quickly scanned the computer, Simon found her room and gave me the signal to wrap up my conversation. The signal was a thumbs up because we didn't have time to come up with a better signal. Room 434. We rode the elevator up to the fourth floor. Something didn't sit right with me. I could feel the wheels in my brain spinning. We walked down the hallway scanning room numbers. I hope something didn't happen to her. She's not here. I don't know where else to look. Me either. She never showed up at the motel. Well, you guys should never have separated after your chase. What chase? The car chase. What car chase? The last car chase I was a part of was 20 years ago when I stole my dad's Ford Mustang, drove all the way to San Francisco, and reenacted the famous scene from Bullet. Blame the whole thing on Byman, too. Got grounded for a year. What about your hot pursuit last night? The way Lauren worded it made it sound like you guys gave chase after he escaped. There was no hot pursuit. Lauren texted us that the wise man was in a warehouse over on McMullen and Henstridge. When we arrived, we were met with a barrage of bullets. Luckily, I'm alive because Byman sacrificed his life to save mine. And by sacrifice, I mean he foolishly entered the warehouse unarmed, and after he was shot seven times, I assumed he was dead and used his body as cover until I could make my escape while the shooter reloaded. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I know, but after the seventh bullet, I doubted my brother felt any pain. Oh, Simon, we've been had. Have we? Yes, by the she-devil. Who? Lawrence, son of a bitch! I rushed down the hallway looking for her room. When I found it, I banged furiously. Shit! What's going on? She set us up. Why? Who knows? But she pretended to call you last night. It's why she left me out in the cold. She didn't leave you with a coat? Yeah, she did. One of Donald's coats. Those are good coats. No, they aren't. Although it did save my life. Hmm. I guess I can't hate on him too much now. I love the way they zip her, because sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm wearing too much coat, right? Simon, she left me out there to die just like she led you and Byman to your deaths. Death. Singular. I made it out. Regardless, she was trying to take us all out. You think she's working for the chef? I don't know. I didn't know what to do. No one was answering and I had no idea where to look. Simon and I made it back outside. I stood in the cold letting the sun warm me up the best it could. So what do we do now? Maybe I can call Paul or Arthur, get a warrant and search that hotel room. Or maybe there's a way to get a hold of Donald. Maybe we can... We can what? Holy shit. Now what revelation are you having? I just saw her. Where? 
Across the street, she ducked into that alley. I'm going after her. Cut her off at the pass. Where's the pass? I ran as hard as I could. The cold air stung my throat. I rushed across the street and into the alley. I didn't see her. Where could she be? I turned to the left down a smaller alley past a bunch of garbage bins, and that's when I saw her. I drew my gun. Don't move. Oh my god! James! Don't. She didn't say anything. Her lips pursed as her body froze. Simon ended up jogging up behind me. <sighs> hey, I, uh, I didn't know where the pass was, so I ended up just following you. That's fine. I got her. You guys need to leave! We're not going anywhere. Please. You have to, right now! Your lives are in danger. Our lives were already in danger. You saw to that. Please! I'm begging you. He's coming right now. Who? Please, go. Who? There's no one behind us. Is he coming around the pass? Because I'm still not sure where that is. Uh, hurry! Hide! I didn't know whether to believe her or not. I was going to ask Simon what he thought, but he was already climbing into one of the large garbage bins. We can hide in here. It doesn't even smell that bad. I turned my attention back to Lauren. Hide! I reluctantly holstered my gun and jumped into the garbage bin. Simon and I lifted it a bit to peek out. That's when we saw a man in a trench coat and a dark hat appear out of the corner. His face was hidden in shadow. He approached Lauren, a gun in his hand. What the hell was happening? Atlas Avenue Beat. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Isa Yazdezade. Starring Jack Austin as Locke. Amy LeRae as Edith. James Sweezy as Paul, Brian Messick as Arthur, Robert M. Lamb as Joey, Corey Pettit as Lauren, Aiden Diamond as Simon, Contendo as Byman, Mike Lenhart as Curator, Brett Wilkins as Donald, and Mallory Presley as Bethany. Co-starring Mitchell Beck, Evelyn, Seth York, Crystal Hall, James Brown, Cody Meadows, Lewis Ferrant, Caitlin Spring, Dennis Caldwell, Amber Simpson, Sean Sullivan, Hope Ennis, Melanie Kissel, and Luke Hurt. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lampodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lampodcasts. This has been a 7 Lamb production. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.